The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm Jack Newman, and this week we brought together a cast of lovable assholes to talk about the 2016 Ghostbusters by Paul Feige, starring Katie Dippold? No, oh, <laughs> Melissa McCartney. Written Kristen by Wynn, Katie Dippold. Kate McKinnon, oh, and Leslie Jones as the new and improved female Ghostbusters cast. To talk about it this week, I am joined by... Benjamin Howard. Hello, everybody. Uh, not received my uh, check from Sony to give a positive review of this movie, so I think I'll be a little bit, uh, a little bit even-handed on this. One. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. Ooh, <laughs> topical. Comes out. Starting out. Starting out with uh, the bar. Starting out strong. <laughs> Starting out with the bar. Next up, we have. Peter Dancy. That was bad. Peter Dancy. I don't know. What do, what do we do? I can't do... Like, certain people's names have, like, a weird roll off the tongue, and I'm just, like... I'm, like, halfway through it, and I was like, oh, this is... You're like, oh, God, this sucks. This is so I shitty. Dancy. <laughs> Peter. My Peter. name is weird. Peter. Yeah. Peter Dancy. That was, like, three takes. Hi, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love it. So much. We oh, God, I love you, Jack. <laughs> we are also joined this week by Sarah Becker. Howdy, gang. I uh, I don't really have an interesting follow-up like Ben and Peter do. Becker. Sorry, Becker, y'all. Becker, 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 Becker. <laughs> Sarah, what you're hearing is, is Jack correcting himself. No, it's not. I'm just... <laughs> I cannot offend Sarah this week. She is my defense against sexism. Uh, moving on from that terrible moment to Trevor Flynn, who is also here today. How are you, Trevor? I'm good. How are you all doing? I love your energy, sir. You are just a dynamo. Of I turned it up this, this time. Could you tell? Yeah. Could you tell I yeah, turned I it up? Yeah, I did. I was actually super impressed. I was super happy about it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> We're all joined this here to week, and we saw go- the newest Ghostbusters, the newest adaptation of the classic Bill Murray movie, The Ghostbusters. Not the, well, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, depends on who how you look at it. They're the important people in my mind. It's basically Bill Murray. Basically. Be real. Well, Dan Aykroyd, right, right, so it's just like a weird combination. Anyways, let's start off. What did you guys think of this movie? Ben? Uh, well, uh, it's, it's on. Well, um, when I left, it was definitely a little more positive, but the more I think about it, the more I think I'm negative. Um, it's unfortunate because I, I don't know, we'll see how everyone else is, but I think the general consensus is for all the arguing for both sides, it was exactly the most trolly thing it could be, which is okay. Uh, hold it, on, hold on. Let's go ahead and get some uh, some uh, work out of the way. You said that there's two sides, and there's kind of a there's kind of a an internet kerfuffle currently going on. Would you like to clarify that a little bit for us, Ben, for our viewers? Uh, who people yeah, who don't um, use the internet. I don't want to go too far back, but I mean, I think most people <laughs> know that. And for everyone that doesn't know, right before this cat cast, Ben was like, "I don't really want to talk about." And then he makes me so talk bad. about it. What a jackass! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben, for volunteering. Yeah, you're welcome. Right? <laughs> I'm tired of talking about it because I've been on Reddit this whole freaking week and Reddit ruins everything. Um, that was a mistake. It, yeah, that was a mistake. Um, th- this has become a weird dividing line. It's kind of almost feels like it's part of a... There's a thing on the internet now with social justice warriors, Tumblr versus Reddit, and this whole thing of like a kind of conservative versus liberal and 
becoming SJWs versus... Anyways, it's this whole internet thing, but it's become kind of this guiding line where, like, if you hate this movie, the other side thinks you're a misogynist who hates it because it has women and hates it because it's progressive. And if you love this movie, you're a social justice warrior, you're a libtard who loves it, who ignores all the faults in the movie because it's women and because it's progressive. And both sides were terrible because ultimately definitely the men's rights side the conservative side started it i'm just gonna say that i'm sorry i know they'll go and say we saw the trailer and we thought it looked bad because it's bad okay 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 i'm gonna back you up because i don't know if we can we can can we like clarify men's rights as conservatives i don't know like that's a little bit rough there man i would say um, so i mean, I mean it, it's definitely I mean, no a lot of but you're no you're, you're just no, you're just equating you're just equating trolls as uh, as conservatives. Mm. Uh, All right, conservative not maybe not, not the right not that word. I'm dis- uh, let's just ignore not, not, not that I'm disagreeing with you, but you're using a political turn, and it's just not it's just not like. And I, I I agree that they're probably in the same vein in my mind, so my mind works exactly the same way. Right. Like, oh, they're like Republicans, but like that's not like. Yeah, I'm not trying to say they're Republicans correct. or conservatives. Let's just ignore that. They're men's rights people. Right. They're their own brand right. of whatever. Um, they they are conserving the. The uh, the thought process of men as their place in society, right, I guess, right, and and terribleness. And much like any group, there are more annoying people in every version of this. There's more annoying people in the men's rights movement. There are people who's actually trying to do more. Interesting no, they're things. all they're Ben. Okay, ben, all look, you can get these comments. I'm going to. I'll take to a stronger it. stand. We could we could start there. I know. <laughs> Everyone hates us now, and they want to burn us to the ground. That's the great part about no one listening to this. The Ghostbusters, <laughs> for shockingly, Ghostbusters will be more controversial than fucking Birth of a Nation. I don't know how that happened. You know, the, the, the Slay movie that's going to win Best Picture is going to be like a breeze compared to this. Like, it's insane. Oh my God. Um, so anyways, the point being that both sides wanted it to either completely fucking fail or completely just be the most amazing, revelatory, box office winning thing ever. And, and at least for me and a lot of people, it was just fine. It was okay. I think I'm more in the sense of that it's just average. And kind of painfully average, and honestly, maybe a bit of a mess. I'm curious where other people are, but I think it's sort of funny that both sides can't agree because it's just kind of okay. And so there's just going to be fighting forever for this movie because there's no like kind of conclusive. Well, there's no there's no decisive victory. Like the movie comes in, and there's moments that make me laugh. Like I mean, there's some funny moments. But then this was the fear that I had because I've always and here's the thing: I don't dislike this group of this cast. Um, yes, this is kind of like the like, they're, they're the best like part. They have movies decision. that are good. Yeah. Ooh, uh, ooh. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I think that they're the best part in a different movie. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. <laughs> like, I mean, I think the issue is like they with their combined scripts and like looking at things that they did themselves, like Spy, specifically Spy. I love, and mm-hmm. I think that they come out and do uh, Paul Feig specifically is doing better movies out there. I think in this kind of ad- adaptation space. It feels weird, and this comes back to the thing thing I want to talk about today. I, I wanted to get past like the MRA kind of bullshit, just so that we can talk about what makes a good adaptation of a film. Because this is again, it's been the big thing is that it's been it's been gender rebooted to include an all female cast, which has caused like a kerfuffle. But at the same time, I do think like that for me, it has nothing to do with gender so much as they they gave it to the Seth Rogen of female comics. Not to be offensive. But, like, within the first minute, us having, like, a fart joke or a queef joke as opposed to, like, what we think classically. And that's not to say that Ghostbusters, the original, was above these things. But it had a different – it had a very different feel for it. It was I think that's the This issue. is a little like, more broad. W- and there's nothing wrong with that, but it is a little bit more – you're right. It's two different tones where it's, like, the original is a little exactly. bit more drier. It's a little bit more, like, Bill Murray, like, 
witty little right. dialogue here or there, which you is, know. And, which is the thing is like the the combination in the first one between Dan Aykroyd's writing and Bill Murray's like delivery and straight man, which is the issue is that um, I think that this movie doesn't have, which is the biggest problem for me. Is well, that Kristen Wiig is the straight woman. Kind of, but she's not. Way. But she's not doing a Bill Murray impression, and it doesn't really work. And I don't buy her. Her non. She's not. She's not. In, she, and she's doing the correct thing. She's not trying to be Bill Murray. Like that'd right. be stupid. But like yeah. the point is that she's coming and she's doing this kind of like. Uh, she's doing like this straight woman to everyone else on the cast, but at the same time she immediately buys into kind of their style and how they are, and it's just kind of like for me, and she talks about like science, and we're just scientists and all this stuff, and I think mm-hmm. that's like the point is that in the original Ghostbusters, there was a lot more like campy wink nudge nudge, we're scientists, do you know like, yeah. it's more like Bill Murray was not really a scientist, he just stumbled in on how this and this this one like wants us to take them seriously as scientists, and I was like, we're in a ghost movie guys, like I'm never gonna do that, like you can't, like they even make references to all the shitty ghost shows, and I'm just like, yeah, it's a little bit different now and it's a little bit more insidious talking about ghosts in today's society so i think that kind of bothered me and it's, it's just maybe like maybe that's a it's a function of it coming out today and being a little bit more uh, associated with different subject matter but that that bothers me and also just like you know attempting to be ghostbusters that's the thing it's like what what but what i think the big thing that we want to move on to is like what makes what is your what's the cast's thoughts on what makes a good reboot or why should a movie be rebooted I think uh, I don't agree with people who want to cast this movie aside for being okay, uh, just because it's okay. Uh, people, for some reason, have seen a lot of people say, if it's not better than the original, it's pointless stuff um, to me. But I also kind of understand that feeling because it's also like, why bother? Ultimately, my point is... Well, you can't... I mean, that's a stupid from the start of it because... You can't know going into making a movie that you're going to make a movie worse than the original. That's not you make oh, yeah, a movie absolutely. and then it that's might a turn point. out. I mean, like, like that's just deductive reasoning from yeah, the Paul start. Yeah, Paul Feig was sitting like, there going, not, "This is going to be worse than the original." Like he's let's that's our plan. We're going to make it slightly worse than the last one. Like it's that's not how people go into making movies. I think that's actually like, something you could mount in the defense of this movie is that compared to all the other attempts to reboot the franchise, it's really probably going to stand out as one of I the mean, better. Attempts. I think the big I mean, question that's going to come up in like the rating section is is this better than ghostbusters 2 i see i i don't know is anybody else sarah peter have you guys seen ghostbusters 2 i i don't know i never saw it i have not i have not only the i, I have seen it the, only the first one about a million Keep times as a way. kid comedy central could buy ghostbusters 2 but not ghostbusters 1 so i've seen ghostbusters right. 2 more i remember than i remember one. that it was always on <laughs> it was tv always on tv and it is <laughs> it is the, the difference with this one is people wanted to be in this movie I think that's the thing that I definitely see. In Ghostbusters 2, you can tell a lot of the people. the original cast of the original. Yeah, yeah, a little right. bit more than even Ghostbusters 2. Like, uh, yeah. Maybe not Bill Murray. Oh, man. I, some of those. Some How of about those, those cameos? Oh, my God. They were. Oh, I mean, I needed yeah. them to be a little bit more subtle. I could tell I mean, that uh, Dan Aykroyd wrote his own dialogue. Because, like, you know, he's like, oh, I yeah. have to be a guy oh, who yeah. likes ghosts. Like, I have to believe in them. Like, he has to be a guy who talks about ghosts and believes in them. Oh, okay, Dan, just break your own <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, but like, I've been like, oh, like, wasn't that the best moment in that movie though? Like, Bill Murray coming in and kind of just being out of ca- weirdly out of character in the Ghostbusters movie, but Dan Rackroyd ro- driving up and doing that, delivering that dialogue. You can almost hear the Ghostbusters in him, you know? Like, you can yeah. almost hear the tone and inflection of all the do- lines of dialogue in the first movie. I almost felt the opposite. Where I, I just thought- it felt the most like, oh, okay. <laughs> I get it, Dan. Well, no, I, yeah. maybe, but the, I didn't really buy the Bill Murray bit either. I thought the Dan Aykroyd was the one most over the top. The secretary was like the most refreshingly just like 
within what whose name unfortunately I can't remember. Uh, Andy um, Chris Hemsworth. Wait, okay. we're, we're talking about the male secretary, right? No, 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 no. The oh, original female secretary. Yeah, 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 female yeah, secretary yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, she was she was doing the most. Yeah, like, any pause type of thing. So yeah, and it was organic oh, to yeah. the film, but the rest of the time it just totally took me out of it. I didn't like the. I mean, I didn't really find the Bill Murray thing that stretched on forever very funny either. It wasn't. It wasn't very funny. I mean, no. I, I thought that was that was pretty clear. Like I was like, Bill Murray shows up and he's just in this movie for a moment and then dies. So they can't contractually bring him back. <laughs> Is that like a Harrison they'll Ford? they'll do uh, it as a ghost. Harrison Ford spoilers I for was a movie really I've seen. Force Awakens thing where it's like, uh, his eyes kill me off. I'll show up in this movie. Just please kill me off. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> well, that was the thing. He's like, when Bill Murray died, I was like, Chekhov's gun. He's coming back as a ghost. Like, and, and, like he did it, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. so wasted, <laughs> so wasted. It's a wasted use of Bill Murray in a Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Ghost Bill Murray. <laughs> uh, it's, well, but, I don't know. This film's bizarre. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe we could move on to actually talking about just the manner, the merit of the humor in general. Like, uh, I think Kate McKinnon brought this up from a five to a six for me just single-handedly i agree she's interesting in that she reminds me a lot of kids and like plays they used to do which weren't the best like plays and they were almost too trying too hard and i don't want to tell her to stop because she's trying to bring life in some scenes that aren't don't have life you know yeah right. yeah no i i disagree i mean i disagree i agree with you entirely like you cannot fault somebody for like she pulls up. I, I do. She's think overdoing it, but I, I give her credit for it. You know what I mean? I can't be mad at her. No, because she's pulling up scenes that just seem so. There was there's several moments. I mean, my biggest issue with this movie is there's several moments in the movie where it's like they almost want like a drinking around the fire scene, and they just like force it to happen, and it's just like feels weird. Right. Like suddenly and a pizza and like the dance party. Past and, yeah. Yeah, it just sort of happens randomly. Whereas, like, you know, the I think that's the issue. Is this movie has no flow, and and then you feel her like trying to give like jazz and energy back, and she's very successful. I think the interesting thing about her character is that I think uh, was it confirmed or that Paul Fahey wanted to make her. It is confirmed. Uh, he, he officially said yeah, that the studio r- refused to allow her to be that. Which Who to didn't me, refused? The, the studio did not want her to be a gay. Oh, guy. that makes sense. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, I, I, I'm just surprised that they. I, I just, I just that, that freaks me the fuck out in 2016. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I don't see any yeah. issue with it at all. Like, it, it very clearly no, comes yeah, across like, that she's like in love with. Oh, it. oh yeah, yeah crush like, her. Cool. No, from her no, first no, line, still... I was like, oh, she's so gay. <laughs> I was about yeah, to say like, exactly. Like, yeah, her, her her opening line come here often. It's like that's something you say with the blowtorch, right? <laughs> I mean, and she yeah. had like a line torch. where she was like, oh, blowtorch direction. Like I, I just know it was going to be like a joke about her being gay, and there was like the part where she was like, oh, me and uh, Melissa McCarthy's character, uh, you know, we we were all spent all night in a hotel, and you know, there's like it wasn't what you thought, mm-hmm. you know, like you know she was going to do one of those lines, but it's just like oh yeah, weirdly not referenced, or like <laughs> how she needs to have like reference at the end to like you know. Sigourney Weaver and I was like that is set up for a gay joke right. like a gay Sigourney Weaver yes. joke like that is all that is there for her. and I was like and also like out of context it was so painful it was so painful that they couldn't make that joke like I could tell there was a joke that was just like torn out of the last minute so we just have a weird looking Sigourney Weaver as <laughs> her mentor and I was just weird like editing. why is that still here <laughs> like, I could just tell that like 
there had been a moment set up for like I think there's just moment in context and that was just pulled. It's just weird. I think that's the thing is like it's just really shocking to me at all that they would pull a character just for being gay. Do you think? And, and like thinking, putting your movie studio, I don't know, your movie studio arrays, no, I don't know, like tie clips, <laughs> your movie studio tie uh, clips on, because <laughs> um, everyone that owns a movie studio wears a tie clip. Um, obviously. Obviously. Um, and wingtip shoes. Um, putting your wingtips and your tie clips on, guys, what do you think was the reasoning behind it? Do you, because uh, like the only thing I could justify if I read this character would suggesting like, are we going to offend gay people by making her that overly? That would be my concern. I, I think know. they. Weird. I think they already knew that this is a yeah. movie that was walking on eggshells, and they didn't want to do anything else yeah. controversial. You know what I mean? Like, I think they freaked mm-hmm. the fuck they, out when people like went yeah. nuts over the casting. Right. And then, yeah, like, like they like they are like they already knew that they were walking the line of of like of. Like, of Completely alienating and ins- and insulting fans of the original. That they that they didn't want to take that extra step and ruin it. Right. Uh, and, and like I, I think that. Was and then <laughs> they wanted to be like a thing like, well, Egon's not gay, but it's not Egon, but it looks like Egon. Like you know, they, right. that's what they were worried about. It's like a bunch of like yeah. that, and they didn't even notice that. Oh, this movie's gonna be a fucking shit show of controversy. Who cares at this point? Like, make her gay. Like, right. and, and the other weird thing, like, was crazy to me is like, I. Okay, when, when there was all these rumors that Finn in Force Awakens was going to be Lando's son, I was like, come on, guys. Does it have to be that's, the one that's black racist. guy? And that's guess, racist. Yeah. And guess who is the father of fucking Leslie Jones? Ernie Hudson. The only other black guy ever in Ghostbusters. And I was like, are you kidding me? There was even did, a parallel, you could argue, to was, how they introduced her as like the fourth person on the team, kind of. She I was kind of, was it just me or was she a little bit, feel, like it felt racist, just a little bit. I felt like, that way as well. Kosher, like it's not, it's none of it's like directly bad, but like it just feels bad, you mm, know what I mean? Like the, none of it's like directly wrong, it just feels wrong, and I can't explain why. That was why. a weird thing, because like, the just, character had a really interesting quirk of knowing a lot about New York history, and I thought that was actually really cool. That was like a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she yeah, never that's awesome. used it. Like, no, exactly. Well, the other thing is like, or it, it was done. It was done sporadically, like like only like weird moments. Yeah, she would like no one. Where she's like, thing. oh, I got a cousin that'll work for Vienna sausages. I was like, that feels weird. Like it's not racist. It just feels <laughs> weird for this character to be delivering this line. Like, yeah. I, I like let's let the one black lady on the cast. And I think that's the issue is when you have the one black lady on the cast, like the original Ghostbusters, it feels very token. Like why is she delivering all these lines? It just makes it feel more weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know. I mean, maybe I, I'm, I might be I don't I don't know. It's not st- none of it's stereotypical. They're very careful. Like you can tell Somebody went like uh, like a, a studio tie clips and wingtips. Remember, um, went through this with a fine tooth wingtip comb and like was like uh, was like oh this is not directly racist. I feel like that's the thing is like I feel like somebody came in at the last moment moment and took some of the bite out of this movie. Well, uh, the, the but then there's so much bite they added in directly responding to the controversy. Like bitches ain't gonna well, be hunting that. no right. ghosts. That was great. 
that ain't no bitches gonna hunt ghosts and she's like just don't read that that was amazing that was my favorite moment in this movie is when it's so like when they added in self-referential jokes to like the controversy i was like okay that's great that's that was my those are my easily my favorite movies it's when a it's when a movie just like owns it and takes it up like i was so happy with that it's just like weird for me to pull like the pull like the gender like pull the like the queer character and then to also like pull out some of the I don't know I, don't, I just don't know. Well, and the this is uncomfortable. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the weird thing about the film is is, is that mismatch. Oh, I remember what it was. The the part that made me first worried actually was before the film even started. We get this very odd thing I never heard about in this entire discussion of it, where it's this little title card that said Ghost Core. And I looked it up, and it's this thing that Sony's making that it's going to be its own, like, studio production that's just going to make Ghostbusters crap. It's going to make movies and cartoons and TV shows and video games, and it's like, oh, this is a giant branding marketing machine. Obviously it was, Getting back to the reason for the adaptation, it, yeah. That was like, oh, this is shockingly apparent. Like, obviously Force Awakens is supposed to start a whole new thing of Star Wars. I get that. But right. it's but so Ghostbusters, obvious. Like, which, it's just right there. Like, Ghost Corps, we're doing a thing now. Like, this is a branding mark. Making it official. And, and that's the thing is, like, and they they still get, like, the different space at the end. And I love I love how they had, like, they put them in, a, in, a, in a, the upstairs of a Chinese restaurant. I actually like that because I was like. That was a nice you know, set. Affording, was a cool set. Affording a fire station in downtown Manhattan. Yeah. No, you no. can't. So, like, <laughs> no can't one can. That. Like billionaires. That, that was a really good joke. It was like, a, what's the rent? Twenty one thousand a month. Go fuck yourself. Like, but that's another thing with the. Like, <laughs> yeah. but that's another it. thing. With the Paul Feig <laughs> thing is she would have said go fuck yourself. That's another thing I want to say is like, this movie felt constrained by the PG thirteen. Like Feig works. I think a lot that's the big thing. With he. Yeah. And no, and that's the thing is I think that like this is a cast that is a dirty a, like a dirty joke cast, and that's not a. Oh thing. yeah, it's, all four of them. No, no, but it's amazing because they're the female group equivalent of like something that like we haven't classically allowed females to be in movies, and that's what's great about them. That's what's like that's what's new about them. It's just like right. constraining them into a PG thirteen Ghostbusters vehicle just feels terrible, you know, like because you're taking the bite out of them as interesting as interesting as you're taking the strength out of them. Which is their stick with spy and saying fucks and and Kristen Wiig like doing all the dirty stuff and like and like bridesmaids and all the fun stuff like that's what their craft has been classically known for. You're taking the bite out of that, and then you're just changing Ghostbusters. So it just feels, it just feels like a like a like a pop like culture a brainstorm that didn't like, yes. quite <laughs> come to fruition. Right, and I think that's why uh, it's so hard to do. And I don't know what mojo Chris Miller and Phil Lord have had in the past to make these. Obviously, cynical products seem to have some kind of life right. to them, but then some of the few can, and, and Feig just is just doesn't have that bone, and that's probably good or bad. I don't know. He's still a very interesting filmmaker. Always going to look forward well, to his I next mean, I, film, but I'm this sorry. just doesn't fit. It's a square peg round whole thing, totally. Well, like I mean, he's either got an interesting like Feig has always had an interesting vehicle, or he's had like something controversial. Like he's either doing Bridesmaids, which is controversial, or he's got an interesting concept about women empowerment and spy. And and that's the See, same. I didn't like not... Spy that much, though. I mean, really? Because I, just... like, I, I his, it's Spy is like my favorite. Of I got the narrative thrust of it, like you're talking about, but I just didn't find it funny at all. I don't know. I that, that's the thing for me, though. Is this the Cessna crowd has never been like my type of humor anyway. I, I should disclaim that. Did up you front. call him 
an SNL crowd, I guess. A wig, uh, kind McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, I get. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Kate no, McKinnon. Oh, Leslie Jones. Yeah, there's three SNL. Yo, yep, yep, yep. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. That actually, that actually makes a lot of this make a little bit more sense. Like it does kind of feel like a bad SNL skit. <laughs> no, uh, pardon me. So a good SNL skit. A good oh. SNL skit. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, SNL burn. Look, uh, it's, is it hard? Like really? I'm sorry. I apologize. If there are any hey, Kevin Shield. You could, if you're actually on the cast, you could actually argue Trevor. I, I really do need to have a discussion with him about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. have you, has anyone been able to dig up Kevin Shields' like cold dead body? Because I assume he's dead in the ground. <laughs> oh somewhere. yeah, I stopped talking about like two months ago. Buried in like sure a salted grave. Yeah. No, the last time I heard from Kevin was like months ago when he randomly sent, not not months ago. It was like it was like a month or two ago when he, when he randomly sent me a Snapchat. I was like, "You're alive!" Um, but yeah, that's the last I heard. I send him a Facebook message at the top of every month. <laughs> I do that. I send I send one to Will, Andrew, and Kevin. They are that's the three people, and then I ask my girlfriend. <laughs> Just they say no. <laughs> I mean, Will and Andrew at least respond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it, that's what happens if you leave the movie gang podcast. I will harass you until the day you die. Yeah. <laughs> You don't say no to that. What's, this what's, is what's he, this is for life. No the gang skin. part is not figurative. This is some mafia <laughs> shit. Well, see, this is reassuring because now this is reassuring though because now I know that I'm gonna have at least one person who is gonna who's gonna make sure that I'm still breathing. Right. Exactly. That's a good oh, way of looking at one it. One of my Peter. favorite things is like I actually I've only slept in one day when I was since I've worked at Duke. And when you work at a hospital, people have to find you. So like, here's what happened. I slept in two hours. Oh and with, within two hours, oh the people at the hospital had harassed the people at my apartment complex to the point that they came and knocked on my door and used a super key to get in. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, and, it, and it's super nice because it was my boss, and she's like, oh, I knew you moved into a new apartment. I thought you had died or then been like a gas leak or something. And I was like, I'm sorry I was late. I won't ever be late again. But <laughs> I know if know I care. die... Like, if I die in this apartment, they will know in, like, four hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, pretty awesome. No, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's also kind of horrifying. Oh, yeah. No, but but so now cool. everyone knows where I live. <laughs> no privacy for you. <laughs> no. Never. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's, the other thing I'll say is that um, th- this film, because I'm, I'm a comedy nerd a little bit, and uh, a lot of the names a are bit. very fascinating. Like, uh, And there's a lot of different groups of people in this film it's again the thing of like it feels like it's made it's a camel project made by a bunch of people and there's like there's like the younger names with like neil casey who plays the villain and katie dipple who wrote the script and there's sort of more in the ucb earwolf kind of podcast crowd and then you have more of the classic kind of movie people like paul feig and miss mccarthy and christian wig which is more like the classic kind of jet apatow paul feig era mm-hmm. and then you also have like uh a bunch of HBO alum, like you got TJ Woods, who's doing like a total Silicon Valley, like felt like he's writing his own lines in that, and Matt Walsh and, and Michael K. Williams, and it was just fascinating like see all these different people just kind of like all going around each other. Like it, it definitely felt like each group was kind of more working with itself and not running with each other. To the point that it's like, okay, sometimes I feel like it's a little bit more fresher, and sometimes it feels more classic, and it's just like this, all over the place. You know, movie by design is, I think, what's happened here. I think movie by committee. Sorry, that's the term. Um, yes, that's what I'm reaching for. <laughs> it feels like they went and got good people that have done other projects, and then they've given them 
part of projects, then controlled elements of it, and said they had to do certain things and set up a series in this way. Um, they're not making a movie; they're making a they're making an empire, and that's the issue. Is this movie suffers from that? It's also just suffering from somebody that's like it's like a kid in a candy store ramming Twizzlers into milk chocolate and saying, "Oh my god, it's gonna be amazing!" You know, it's, it's like <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like, oh, have you been saving really that metaphor? That's a great <laughs> metaphor. It's two great yeah, things that really sound is. horribly disgusting. <laughs> right, right. You're just like, oh, here you go, chocolate dipped Twizzlers. Ooh. Fuck you, that looks disgusting. No. Like, <laughs> oh. I don't know, it could actually be good, I don't know. But anyway, the point is, yeah, I, I, I care. Depends what kind of chocolate it is. <laughs> like, 99% dark chocolate. <laughs> the worst oh. kind of chocolate. <laughs> Oh, you're going to have a lot of people who disagree with that one. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Oh, Don't worry. I, you're my favorite kind of 99% chocolate, Peter. Oh, oh God. You had to. <laughs> Bam! Much like and I'm Leslie not, and Jones' I'm not character. I'm not, not sure if that close. was racist or not. Saved. And I'm not even close to 99% chocolate. I'm not that dark. God. I, I don't want to. I can't. I, I, okay. I've, yep. You outdid me. I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. No, no, but like, no, but like, to, 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 you to, out to racist me. <laughs> no, but like, no, but like, okay. Well, to speak to that, and, to, and then to also speak to Leslie Jones, and then to also speak to how, to how you how like how we feel like that, that that they took that they took the bite out of this movie, and like it should have been rated R. Like 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 Le- like Leslie Jones by herself. This is the same woman who like who, who like who on one of her first times like like actually being in front of the camera on SNL during the weekend update had a, had a had a bla- had a black slavery like like breeding joke that like that was totally polarizing like that kind of bite that kind of humor that it's right. like okay you want to go there let's go there let's do this shit like you're right like why didn't they do that I, I think like, maybe that's her. why she bothers me like maybe it would be more okay for me if she went there because she because that because like because she she's she's been doing comedy for like twenty five or so years and that's the kind of stuff she does right like that's she, why has, I always she has no she has no problem yeah no I totally agree because I've never liked her on SNL this and their stand up comedy is way better like she's a really good comedian. yeah this kitty under the surface sort of feeling race it like it it's it's come up a level and like I don't think it works as comedy at that level do you know what I mean right like she's not doing it but she is doing something and there's a little bit of bite in there. But it feels obfuscated, and because it's obfuscated, it feels just like straight up racist <laughs> to me, in like a weird sort of way. I don't know. I feel like there is some. I feel like you're exactly right, Peter. And I can't. Like, if she was just like straight up made jokes, like it would be. I think it would be a lot stronger and a lot more. Except, I think everyone would be feel a lot more comfortable with it in a weird sort of way. Right, because they'd be like, okay, you know what? Never mind. Like they like they know what they're doing. They they right. they they, they right. realize like what they realize like, what, what what kind of audience on both sides that they're gonna get. Cool. Yeah, I think that's. I think you hit the nail on the head. What's what is my problem with like analogies? Like I have a problem, <laughs> right? Like y'all, like y'all are not like ever, ever, like I I like have a problem. Is, like all I can think. <laughs> I, of I think I have one worse analogy for our save point podcast. I don't even remember what. Oh yeah, oh I was doing. <laughs> that was the that was the worst. Like, what was it? Do you remember? It was something terrible. I don't want to bring it up. Like it, I'll never utter it again. How about that? <laughs> ever, ever, Listen ever. to save point. So... That's a that's a good. Yeah, it's a good cross-promotion. You'll have to find out for yourself, audience. Yeah, yeah. Go find out what save point is, yeah. guys. It's an amazing oh God, uh, I can't believe we're doing video game. But, but actually, you should. 
but, but actually you should because our first episode was good and eventually Jack and I are going to talk about Kingdom Hearts and we're going to rant about awesome. that for about 40 minutes. No kidding. Minutes. Not to mention we got to talk about Pokemon Go. And yes. I just caught a scythe Yes. Yeah. And that is my claim to fame. We will, we will talk about it. We will talk about it. I'll never we're be able to level him up because I'll never catch a fucking another one. So problems with the game. Let's not talk about it. Anyways, yeah. anyway, back anyway. to Ghostbusters, which we're going to forget in five minutes after what, this cast. Uh, what did you guys no, think of not. Chris Hemsworth in this? We haven't gotten to that at all. I uh, This is actually where I figured okay. me and Sarah would disagree. Um, so what did you think, Sarah? Sarah? I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm trying to, to decide how to put this. I mean, like, I, I, I can see how he was there to sort of make fun of the, you know, stereotype of, um, you know, dumb receptionist or whatever. But I think they took it too far. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I I love you. You are, you are, Sarah, no, no, can just, like, give me a moment with her, guys. Like, (laughs) I I really... Is she exactly on point with you? God, no, I thought you were going to take the opposite of that so hard. And it really did bug me. Like, I was like, yes. you're right. Yeah, you can make that joke. Too. You can make that joke. Men deserve it. I do not doubt that men deserve to have this joke created them, but it's still not it, funny. Which is nice. But to, but, to like, but to have it, like, like, but to have, like, that joke not only, like, done for, like, the first five minutes that we meet him, but then every single time mm-hmm. that he's on camera. Even, even when they do this to women in, in, in most movies, they usually have a last moment where the woman is, like, weirdly capable. Yes. Right. Like, right. No one ever approaches this level of incapable. Um, and lo- or or like look just at... I'm going nerdy here. Sorry. Look at a musical starring Marilyn Monroe, who has famously played dumb blonde ladies. There's a great musical called... Oh, God damn it. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. It's with the famous... Oh, yeah, 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 it's the famous yeah. uh, Diamonds Are Forever came from. She plays yeah. dumb blonde on purpose in that movie. She knows that dumb blonde women get men, and that she is way smarter and way craftier and way more interesting than just a dumb blonde woman. Though she still has a lot of those tropes. You can do that trope and still be interesting. I totally agree. But by doing this, I feel like you haven't actually seen a movie with that trope. You've heard of those movies, but you haven't actually seen one because or you kind of compress them all into a single i disagree because they're making a point here they're making it i don't mean to i don't mean to jump down your throat but i think they're making like a point here and i agree with that point i just don't think the point is particularly funny after five minutes i agree with that yeah totally and and the other thing i thought was very weird is like they had a good joke too with that that they completely dropped which i thought was interesting which i like the when she goes oh we gotta take him on right and Liz mccarthy goes what she's like kevin you think kevin's hot and like that's funny that is a great joke mm-hmm. to keep bringing back but then later right. on she's like we gotta save that hot Kevin I'm like wait didn't you think he was what what like it's well, again yeah. like, we're never gonna find no, no, but like her but she's like we're never gonna find a receptionist as pretty and I was like okay that was funny like you yeah. know she has like this disdain for him and, 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 and like having a character on st- like you know cause that's what you do you have like multiple variations like wigs kind of thing it got like weird after a while but like it was creepy. you know if she if the other characters have maintained their disposition towards her i.e. the gay character's disinterest and you know and what was her uh, what was her pennies um not penny penny was patty um, patty i don't fuck i've, I've already forgotten guys um, oh, no, no, that's fine yeah i'm like you know patty's like just disgust with him as a person <laughs> like if that had been if that had maintained it kind of would have been funny like i think like patty's like disgust for him and the realization of what that character was was better but then when he was just kind of like this like let's go get our receptionist back i was like it was gross it yeah. feels gross. 
it kind of felt in poor taste as it went on. Exactly. No, and, and, yeah. yeah, and it's weird to me because I feel like, you know, like, again, like, this is a joke that they've earned. There's nothing offensive about it. It's totally fine. It's well, just not. not I fine. think the contention we're making is that it is slightly offensive. Like, you don't have to apologize for saying that. <laughs> no, it's but just I think, not, I like, think men, have, men have earned it. Trevor yeah, men have no, earned it. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd agree with you. Yeah. But, but, like, it's still not, it's still not a good joke. I think it I think just doesn't me, feel like, productive, just, I guess. Yeah, it right. stopped being funny because it wasn't going right. anywhere and it went right. on too long oh, initially. Yeah, that, I think that's that's the bigger issue is it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Right. There wasn't that you know, there you know, here's like a moment like he's stupid and he's important to the third act and then there's nothing about him as a character that comes through. Exactly. Right. right. And but I have to admit, I did find the funny where he was like, I should have worked out more when I was alive. I, I, I liked all those moments. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, a, I liked that. He was in those. Mo- he was in this moment. He, like it was funny to watch Chris Hemsworth act because I feel like the only moment he was acting is when he had somebody take over his body. Yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought he was very game. I, I enjoyed. Uh, what he was I thought. To I do. thought so too. With like the dancing and like the other things, and he was like, and, and he's oh, like, man, oh, it was like Clark so... Kent. Because of the glasses and the handsomeness. Yeah. <laughs> I like that joke. That was, was a like, good joke. Uh, but that was good. Man, no, that thriller thing was, was some... so weird. Like, you know that they had a moment where he was doing the dance, and they showed it in the trailer, but they edited it out very weirdly in the movie, where everyone yeah. just points. Yeah. It's like... Well, it's in, it's in the credits. It's in the credits, so they still kept the scene. Like, they still kept but the whole it's scene, so and it's weird. hilarious in the credits. I was like, why didn't you just do, like, a two-minute dance montage? Like, like that, I was that's the other thing this movie thriller. was missing. It's missing a montage. There's no montage. Yeah, they never, they catch one ghost, and it disappears and kills Bill Murray. And the rest, they there, kind of blow that, up. Where is that awesome, like, Ghostbusters montage? There's so many montages in Ghostbusters. Ghosts left and right, right, right. That needed to happen. And they're like, well, well the tension no is building. They did. think they are doing great, but actually things are getting worse, and they don't realize it. Like, you know, it's like we're ripping off the original, but it's fine to rip off the original and still tell your own story. Like, that that structure right, works. Right, But this, that's the thing, is the structure doesn't work here. Like, there needs to be a passage of time. They need to feel like an established thing. And it just feels like set up or, like, montageness for this and I'm like you know now that this one like and the other thing is like did anyone else find like him leaving like like you know essentially what were ghost bombs places kind of a little bit weird yes yeah like yeah. in subway yeah. stations that felt, that felt, and concerts yeah I was, was like like, like he, there was like devices and I was like oh that's gross that that feels gross yeah like that feels I'm shocked almost, there hasn't been any sort of like thing about that but maybe everyone else is arguing they're about too the busy arguing yeah. about it being women dude <laughs> like, yeah. they're too they're too busy arguing about it being women to notice that there's like actual things that might be unpleasant in this movie <laughs> it's uh bizarre it's very bizarre and, and i think oh well, another one that was really weird for me was editing was like the, the the city goes dark everything's going crazy we're mostly following wig and then randomly it cuts back to them and they're getting in their car like let's go and like what have you been doing where are you what? What's happening? Like, it oh, just was so yeah, where, like, weird. Yeah, Wig, Wig's just like running through the city and then she pops up in her suit and she's like, let's do well, this. Well, not just that, like, it cuts to the Ghostbusters getting the car, like, out of nowhere. It was just so weird. Like, it, the, the, the pace was just bizarre. Like, especially yeah, think, that last third. I think this is, this is the issue is I keep, t- I've, uh, like, I got out of the movie theater, I was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. But, like, the more I actually talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, uh, there was a lot wrong with I'm it. Exactly, like, there the was same a way. lot. I, I talked with a yeah, friend like, offline, and I went from, I'll say it now, six to four. Like I just, I really 
Oh, wow. I have a lot of problems. And it's it. funny because too, because I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I, I got scared of like being mad at this movie because like I felt like I had to like it to some extent. And that's like what a lot of the people who hate the movie or want to hate the movie is saying is like well, the only good reviews because no one wants to like look like an asshole. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's hard to I say. Don't, I don't want to say that. I don't want to. I don't want to say the movie community. At, the I trust the critic community yeah. at large. Yeah, I, I think that's my point. Is like I don't think. I think people are probably just mixed on this. I think the more I talk about it, though, the more. But we've always been characteristically extreme. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's just us as people. Yeah, we're strange people. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's go ahead and rate this biatch. Oh, that's bad. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Please cut that from the recording, Jack. Oh, don't don't do it. That was... Oh, can we quickly say how terrible the... That was bad. What what did y'all think of the post-credit sequence before we get to... Why was it post credits? First of all, the whole like Why? catharsis of the movie was post credits. Why? Why was, was that? Pro- so that's that's they they probably put that post credits thing in there to to like to be oh wait hold sorry no like to make to maybe be like some reason for them having the whole ghost core at the end like if if they are planning on having having like like this Ghostbusters Empire or whatever it's like it's like hmm, they probably are expecting to do a sequel and Zool and Gozer it might be where they're going with it like maybe oh, do we have to do Into Darkness this do we have to like just retread everything like it's fine you made a new movie it's all right do your own thing like it's not. Hundred percent original, but it's fine. You know, like you had new characters, you had new stuff, you had new villain. Like it's it's okay. Like the so goddamn. I'm sorry. I think I think we need to just rate this one, and it's it's not a it's not a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm a terrible person. All right, let's rate this on. bastard, huh? Men, men, right, right. No, nope. that's just that's Nothing. John. Don't make John Snow cry, Aww. Ben. Um. <laughs> All right. First up for ratings, Ben. What do you What do you give Ghostbusters? As I said, I have to give the old BBS four. Unfortunately, um, it's uh, it's a mess. It's unfortunate. As I, I did want to like it, like you said, I left going. This is good, and then I realized the more I watched it, the more it's just not. It's it's a mess of a film. It's a it's a camel. You know, like I said, it's, you feel five different creative forces trying to force everything. This movie. And it's unfortunate because it's a movie I kind of root for more than Batman vs. Superman, where, where Batman and Superman felt uh, a little more cynical to me. I felt like everyone was trying, and I really appreciate them. And like I said, I'd, I'd like to see these four women in a, in a raunchy, R-rated, Paul Feig movie that has nothing to do with any pre-established whatever that has to follow brands. has to appeal to corporate, can be its own thing that's nice and funny and awesome. I could see that being totally fantastic. Um, and I think... Okay, Dipple's a good writer, I think Paul Feig's a good director, and I like these people, but it's it's all just too much. It's just too much all on top of everything. Everything broke apart. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's a it's a four out of ten, I can't lie about that. Alright. Uh Peter, you're up next. Uh well I mean even even with this conversation even even with this whole conversation with this podcast, I I, I still remain mostly positive about the movie i i'll give it a six uh i had i had a fun time like it it, it wasn't as good as the original but the, but, the, but then but then again i think I, I, I feel like we all kind of knew that going in like it's not going to beat the original but i but i still had fun watching the film um yes there were parts where it was a little uncomfortable for me but i but i but i i, I, I kind of enjoyed like, like the, the campiness and the humor that 
that that the, that these four comedians were allowed to bring to the script and to and to into the into the film overall. I just kind of kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier. I I wish that they hadn't been that they didn't have to be reined in so much that they really could have gone like gone there and like really done something with it. All right, Sarah, you're up next. Oh wait, what did you give it, Peter? I'm sorry, I was not listening. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> no, you're fine. Wow. Okay, no, no. Um, I gave it a six. Cool. I am so sorry. I was no. trying to figure out what bets would be for this week. I swear, I'm doing. Oh no, you're fine. You're good. I swear. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Sarah, you're up yeah. next. Okay. Um, I'm really torn between giving it a five point five and a six. I guess I'll just give it a six to make the math easier on you jack because I, I know decimals are you know Difficult. annoying um yeah but yeah it, it was a solid six at the beginning of this podcast but rehashing all of the problems that this film inherently has i was you know gonna drop it down a little bit that being said i did enjoy it more than secret life of pets i uh, i definitely enjoyed it more than i was expecting to when i went in like, it, it was actually, you know, rather funny in some parts, and the, it, it wasn't, you know, as offensive as I was expecting it to be, and so forth. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's 6 out of 10, because it was better than I thought it was going to be, and Kate McKinnon is great. Good answer. Yeah, she was. All right, Trevor, you're up next. Uh, well, like I said at the beginning, uh, going off of Sarah's, I'm, I'm kind of there with you, Sarah, between giving it a 5.5 or a 6, but like I said at the beginning, uh, Kate McKinnon almost single-handedly brought it up to a, a 6 for me. Um, I just, I guess, there were enough times that I got, like, a genuine chuckle, um, or three, maybe four, I don't know, <laughs> um, out, of, out of the humor, where chuckles. it actually seemed kind of genuine, but I... I had a reasonably good time and like you said comparing it to other comedies i think there was enough genuine humor there for me to give it a six as compared to something like uh, central intelligence we reviewed recently or secret life of pets i definitely had a better time than those movies i think it's just kind of hard for me to separate it from the whole politics thing at this point but um, i think i think if it weren't for that i'd probably give it a six so i'm gonna stick with that all right, and I'm going to round out the scores, and I'm going to say I'm going to agree with Ben here, and I'm going to give it a four, and I think that I will agree with you guys. I kind of gave it a meh um, at a five, and then I've talked myself out of it. I think there is, like, big pacing and plotting problems, and I think this cast and this director needs an R to, like, function as people. Not not in, like, a bad way. I just think that, like, the, just the style of the humor, you know, you gave it to a certain kind of cast, and I don't necessarily feel like they've... They don't necess- They don't even fit. It doesn't even mean that they fit the original Ghostbusters. They don't. They don't fit the movie that the studio intended them to make. Like they came in and tried to make a different sort of movie, but it didn't really fit the cast and director that they brought on to mm-hmm. make it. And I think that kind of shows through a little bit. Um, so that brings up that's four six six four uh, three sixes and two fours. That brings it up to 26, and divided by 5 is 5.2, so the Movie Gang Podcast gives Ghostbusters 2016 a 5. So, meh. Solid 5. 
Yeah, yeah, feels right. I like. I'm sorry. I like our amalgamation system. Like people make me give movies reasonable scores, even when I'm unreasonable. So I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bets for this week. We're gonna do it a little bit differently. Well. You are all gonna get on Facebook right now, and I'm gonna tell you the bet. And you are going to eat. You are going to on Facebook chat send me an individual message, not in the main chats, with your score, and I will announce them live so that none of us can get ahead of the other. All right. Well, that's we're See if this is a All shit right. show. I'm excited. It's probably going to be a little bit of one. It's fine. So next week we're going to be reviewing Star Trek Beyond. That's right, right? Yay! Yay! Star Star Trek Beyond. All right. I'm seeing it on Friday. So, I'm so none excited. None of us have seen it yet. We know that there's probably the Enterprise is going to get destroyed. Oh, whatever. So, two individuals. How many red shirts? On screen will die in this movie. Oh, okay, interesting. No. Clarifying point: Do they have to actually no. be wearing a red shirt at the time? Yes, they have to okay. be wearing like, a red shirt. Like a legit reference, okay. red shirt. Okay, okay no, like a like, legit red shirt reference. Okay, but like, how are we even gonna be able to clock that shit? We're gonna look up the official guides to the USS Enterprise online, and we're gonna figure out how many general <laughs> engineering staff there are. And oh from there, we're gonna God. figure out like if the if the ship destroys, we'll figure, be able to figure out like kind of figure out how many people total died. Oh, so you're just gonna count this how many people gonna... on the ship died? There's gonna be a lot of people. No, well, if the ship explodes, we're gonna have to figure out. But I'm gonna say as many people on, and this is all based on me, and I'm gonna be as honest as I can. I'm gonna see how many people on screen I see die. Yes. Like on, like so I'm changing. On screen? I'm gonna change it. Okay. It's how many people, <laughs> how many red shirts you see on screen die, and if okay. any, like, confirmed if red shirt death, confirmed red shirt deaths, and I'm sure there will be a number. Like I'm just telling you guys right now, somebody's gonna figure it out online, and we're gonna be able to go to that source. Like this always happens. Yes. This is true. Like it's not me. I'm not relying on myself for this. I know that there's gonna be a red oh. shirt kill number. Somewhere. Oh yeah, like the the online community for 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 any fandom, whether what? it be Star what? Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter, they're insane. This is this is Star Trek, guys. This is Star Trek. They, somebody will count the red shirt deaths. We, we can go on like, our Star Trek happening. and just ask them, and they will know. I I know, frame and they'll and they'll frame. like give you numbers based upon whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> like I really don't care. I'm just gonna go ask somebody. Um, but the whole idea is you have to go ahead and message me right now how many red shirts you think is gonna die in the course of this movie. Okay, so is this oh, like the, course of the movie? Mm. We Okay, so if we see like a scene and there's a screen and there's you know however many tens of red shirts or whatever we count them, but if there like the shot pans out and we just see or not pans Hundreds out, I'm using the wrong words, but we just see like the Enterprise in space and it explodes. But there's no red shirts on screen at the time. Are we still counting all of the red shirts that were on no, the Enterprise? No, we are not. Okay. We're, we're going to say, like, there has to be a shot of us seeing, like, 100 red shirts floating off into space to get to those numbers. Right. Or, like, you see a red shirt, like, classic explosion jump, like, die. Right. Exactly. Like, okay. ah! they'll, do, they'll do that. Now, canned, I will note. They'll do that canned screen thing. I will note this. That I, I just checked because I wanted to refresh my memory so we're all on the same page. Star Trek 2009, one on-screen redshirt death. 2000 Into Darkness, zero redshirt deaths. So, you no, know, you're you're absolutely correct. It's actually a pretty low number. It's actually a low number. Man, I really wish you told me that three seconds ago because I already walked <laughs> in my bed. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's pretty. <laughs> it's actually okay. Are you Whatever. It's the subtitles beyond. From, so. uh, the only person I'm missing is Ben. All right. Uh, I'm actually. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm actually now totally. I'm actually now totally, totally regretting my bet. I'm gonna go. Both I'm gonna go intense. Fuck it. 
You found that I'll be quick, interested then. to hear everyone's bets once they're cast. All right, here we go. <coughs> so first up, uh, I bet for this, I bet 100 red shirt decks. Whoa! Woo! <laughs> yeah. He's and Ben on the other extreme of that bet zero red shirt deaths. <laughs> and Peter bet in the middle of us, he bet 50 red shirt deaths. Perfect. Yeah! <laughs> and Sarah bet 45 red shirt deaths. <laughs> and Trevor, Trevor, beat, Trevor is uh, blocking Ben in pretty hard with eight red shirt Ooh. deaths. I'm the reasonable oh, wow. one. You are. Plus, you are. <laughs> I'm just hoping that we I'm I'm just hoping that we see a reasonable but not obscene number of security and engineer personnel die in this film. I know. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna have a lot of I'm hoping I'm hoping it's gonna be like they're gonna blow up the starship and there's just gonna have that shot of like I don't know, like twenty five red shirts flowing off into space. No, yeah, the classic yeah, battle yeah, star shot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah like remember remember in the remember in the in the uh, in the uh, two thousand nine Star Trek Star Trek film like, where, where we where we got where we got that shot of like of like this uh, this this one woman on I forget whether it's whether it's the Enterprise or like or like the the ship in the beginning of the film like she she gets she gets blasted out of the hole and like right. and like just bounces off the blasters into like the silence of space like, oh yeah, I, I, a, I want I want that brutal. but like yeah no yeah it was that was pretty horrifying like that my thing for this movie is that people people don't have fears to go there like they'll go there like they don't have a they don't have a problem with it you know like they, they'll they'll totally like just have like half the enterprise crew sucked out into space and knowing that the enterprise is going to get destroyed in this one i feel i feel pretty confident that it's going to have a higher death count uh, so you're probably right a um, hundred a yes. hundred yeah. you're right yeah i'm probably i mean i locked that in for me before i saw everyone else's bet so i couldn't like prices right it you just have to trust. Dun, 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 dun. It feels that way, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, um, so for last week, we bet um, what was the opening weekend numbers for Ghostbusters. Now, Trevor bet forty million, and Ben bet fifty million, and Sarah bet sixty million. Me and Bobby be- created this new system by coming in like dicks. <laughs> I bet forty-five million. Yes, you did. Peter you bet. <laughs> Peter bet sixty-five million. Oh, I was high. You were, and then Bobby bet forty-seven million. The exact number oh is God. forty-six million. You exactly. Oh, lucky Bobby's not in this cast. <laughs> I know exactly. You no, Bobby so still gets a point overall. We both get a point because we're we're tied theoretically, but I get to close out the show. But of course, you get is what's important. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's hard here, man. Don't worry. This new system's gonna work out. Like I, you, you can't tell. You, I am the benevolent cast owner because uh, you know that I like. I wanted to like. I'm winning, but I'm gonna fix it for everyone. <laughs> that was bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I can't even. That. I can't even pull off that kind of shit. Um. All right. Anyways, so to close out the cast this week, I want to go ahead and talk about. Um, some of the new things that are coming to, uh, I want to take this time and talk to you guys about some of the new things that are coming to the Movie Gang podcast and our subsidiaries. I don't know if we can call them subsidiaries. I don't think there's any legal term for what we have here. Um, if you guys haven't been noting for a while, we've kind of alluded to it. We've kind of been calling ourselves Tuscan Shed Media Network, which is kind of just like an, we have like a running network of different podcasts that we kind of talk to and show around, uh, all based under like, um, just a general subsidiary. We're probably going to change the name, but we're going to be launching 
launching a site in a couple weeks, and the idea is that we're going to have like a, a one-stop shop for all your movie, video games, and trivia media that you can go out and take a look at. So for our shows, you obviously, guys, if you've gotten all the way <laughs> through, I don't know, what is it? Um, if you've gotten all the way through 56 minutes of the Movie Gang podcast, you probably know about this one. But you should try some of our other sister shows, including A Feast for Bros, which is a Game of Thrones-based podcast, which goes week by week, episode by episode of Season 6, looking at every episode and then talking about the ramifications. So if you haven't caught up, which a lot of people haven't on Game of Thrones, we encourage you to go listen after each individual episode of our podcast and see what predictions and what things are happening and being able to have a, a, essentially like a digital group of friends to actually talk about Game of Thrones and get that itch in. So go check that out. Our newest show, which has episode one up just this last week, is the Save Point Games cast, which is me, uh, Trevor, and Ben. So if you like some of those guys, go check us out. And uh, me. And we're Peter. No, Peter, Peter, not Trevor. Trevor's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Cast or blended together, basically. That's there, all. It's that's pretty. That's it's pretty brutal. We get confused all the time. I, sh- I hate you both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Peter and Ben are the Save Point po- Games cast, where we actually come together and we get to talk about video games and our new experiences. I think next week we'll be talking about uh, Pokemon Go pretty extensively, and you'll get to hear about all the Pokemon I've caught and how I actually think the app is. Uh, pretty inherently shitty as opposed to ingress but you know it's pokemon skin so i absolutely love it and obsessed with it so it shows you what i think of stuff i'm obsessed with it and i think it more has to do with the player base and the strength of the player base that keeps me going than anything else to do with the app since it's all really terribly optimized so go hear about that and you can go listen to episode one and talk about autourism and game autourism let me get that right autourism (laughs) and video games so, if you want to go uh, pitch us some questions, you can go online on Twitter uh, to at the underscore movie underscore gang, or you can go over to uh, save point G- at save point GC and shoot us some questions for those cats. You can also head over to Twitter. We really appreciate it. If you could go over to our, uh, go on to Facebook and go to the Movie Gang podcast or Save Point Games cast or a Feast for Bros podcast, and if you go ahead and like, leave us a question, talk to us. We'd love to talk to anyone that wants to drop a, uh, a line there. And you can also head out and go on over to, uh, oh, fuck, guys, I'm running out of things here. Uh, <laughs> You can always head over to my website at newmanvisualproductions.com. Check out my list of services. Also, shoot us an email there at newmanvisualproductions at gmail.com. Um, we got a lot of things there that we can help you with, but if you want to please, uh, please, if you feel like contributing, you know, can talk to us. And Well, I don't have a Patreon or anything set up, but we might be going there um, someday to talk about getting some support services for the website and some other things. So stay tuned, guys. We're evolving as an organization, and we really enjoy you guys, you, you know, 30 core people that have definitely listened to everything we've put up so far. We really love you, and we really hope you you know, you know stay here, and uh, we'd like you to get a little bit more vocal so we know where you're coming from. So we love you guys. And from the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Ben, Peter, Sarah, Trevor, and yours truly, Jack Newman. Thank you. <laughs>